Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited to talk to you all about today's episode, which is how I manifested my dream life, and I'm going to share all the tips with you that worked for me to get where I am in hopes that you can utilize them as well. Things have been really incredible these last couple of days. Um, Within seven days, in the first week of April, I got to celebrate one year of living in my dream apartment and also two years being in active business, so to speak. So it's really been this time for me where I can really sort of sit in this energetic frequency of having successfully manifested everything that I was wanting to back in 2018, 2019. And I'm really excited to walk you through the journey of how I did that and kind of just bring you along for the ride and give you my best tips. And let's just jump into it. I can already find myself getting into this energy here in my mind. So A little bit of a backstory if you are new to my community, either here on the Cosmic Collective or over on Instagram at Mads Mess. I went through a really tough time um, a few years ago. I severely struggled with my mental health for over a decade, um, very, very, very deeply. I've been in and out of therapy since I was six years old, and in my teen years, it got really, really bad and it worsened when I went to university. And in university, I knew I was very much out of place. And so around the time of 2018, um, late 2018, I came up with this concept, Mads Mess. And I was like, you know, I love writing. Writing is such a beautiful outlet for me. I always feel so expressive and really kind of in my element when I'm writing, I really want to create a blog. And so I started playing around with the Wix website and getting everything sorted out and just making little designs. And I remember at first, like the concept for Mads Mess was like this Times New Roman-esque font um, with like a messier font for the mess part. And it had like um, basically a vine of flowers like flowing in and out of it. It was really cute, but at the time, I was not in the best situation financially, and I didn't realize that like domain registration was a thing, and then hosting a website was like an added cost, and like just all of these things that I didn't really recognize. And at the time, I didn't think that a blog would be hyper successful for me. Mind you, in retrospect, like I think if I would have started it back then, things would have gone very differently because my intention with that blog was more so to talk about mental health and injustices in the world and things that I spoke up about online quite a bit. I've always been very vocal on um, my Instagram and just 
in in my life in general, I love to speak out against things that I think are um, deserving of conversation. And that's something that's always been a part of me. And it has, um, I've learned, I've had to learn, especially in professional environments, how to choose my words in my expression, um, because it's definitely bitten me in the ass a couple of times. But I still stand by everything that I've spoken on in the past in these parts of my life. But this concept of Mads Mess came up and I, I knew even though I couldn't pursue it at that point in 2018, I knew it was going to come back to me. I just knew. I had no idea what it was going to be, but I knew. Another thing that I knew was I always wanted to work for myself, but I had no idea how I was going to do that. It just it didn't click for me until I found out more about myself and like what my sole purpose was on this planet. And so 2019 came around and that was a big part of my awakening. I was really, really, really pushing it away and mentally was extremely unwell, had a head injury in May of 2019. I got my fifth concussion and In all honesty, that was like a precognitive moment for me too because I knew I had been seeing signs for about two weeks leading up to my brain injury, my concussion, and I knew that day when I went to work something was going to happen and sure enough, it did, (laughs) which was, you know, just kind of wild and, you know, come to learn um, years later that a lot of mediums tend to have like brain injuries um and that makes a lot of sense like I had five concussions within like a seven year span or like yeah like a seven six seven maybe eight year span which is a lot in a short time period I also had this bout of like having several grandma seizures in one night not epileptic um so I've I've had these like weird things that have happened to my brain and it's apparently very common for mediums so anyways that's besides the point, but I went through this and this set me back even more financially and I was riddled with anxiety, especially regarding my finance situation and it was a lot and this idea of Mads Mess kept coming up. So I kept, you know, like looking at different ways, okay, like how can I publish things that I want to write about? And at this point, I was really getting into astrology charts too. So this would be the summer of 2019 I was really getting into astrology and really learning a lot with it and so that also started playing a part and I was very deeply unwell mentally and I got to a point in the summer of 2019 I remember my roommate wasn't home one night and I just screamed at the top of my lungs I had music playing thank god so like the neighbors didn't think I was crazy maybe they did but you know maybe I am it's fine (laughs) um But I remember screaming at my spirit team being like, what do you want from me? I can't keep feeling like this. Like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I I pretty well like threatened my spirit team, like do something about what I'm going through or like I'll see you on the other side because like I'm not good. That attempt that I had last year, it's going to be very successful this time. So I kind of got to that point and um, my spirit team made it happen. It was a little bit... uh, Mm, traumatic. <laughs> uh, I ended up actually being homeless in September of 2019. 
because of my financial situation and the circumstances surrounding it, um, I was very behind on the rent that I was subletting um, from someone and had to leave that apartment, obviously, uh, because of sublet. So they were coming back and it was just a whole situation that I will definitely talk about more um, in the future, I think. Um, but for right now, like that's kind of like all that you need to know. And by the grace of the universe and by the grace of my spirit team and the beautiful souls that I worked with at the time at the bar, I had a place to stay for three weeks and my coworker, she literally like with her amazing small car came and like moved all of my stuff out of the sublet, like a dresser, suitcases of things. Like it was insane. And she let me stay with her cost free for three weeks until I found something more permanent for myself. And at this time, I was still very much struggling financially. Like it was it was really bad. Um, if my account wasn't in the negative, that was a shock. And so I, you know, looked around and one of the other girls that I worked with at the bar was away. She was on world travel, living her best soulful life. And um, she told me that she had a cat that she needed taking care of while she was away and I could stay at her apartment and we worked something out and that was great. And I was still working at the time, which was incredible. So I was able to, you know, pay these bills, barely getting by, but definitely paying the bills. But then my shift started dwindling down. My anxiety was through the roof. At this point, I was relying on my job at the bar because they would give us one free meal per shift. I was relying very much on that and the fact that you could pretty well eat fries all shift, like kind of snack on them to feed me. That was like my groceries. Um, that's what, that's all I had. That's all I could afford um, from October to the first week of December. And then the first week of December, I actually lost my job because of my mental health and they really screwed me, honestly, in the contract. Yeah, there was like a, a, a siren or a horn that just went off to, I feel like, affirm that. So first of all, you can't fire someone because of mental health. You know, that's just like you can't do that. Uh, it's illegal where I'm from or where I was working. And the second thing was that they fired me on December 6th. And <laughs> um, my contract had been renewed already and it renewed on December 1st. And when they put the notice into EI, they just said my contract was up. So when I went and applied for EI... I couldn't get it. So it became a whole situation where I got to a point where I literally had maybe 20 or $30 for the month for food and was not able to pay the rent, um, was able to kind of just barely get by. And it's such a wild thing to look back on because... Two and a half years ago, which is what it is now, it's been literally two and a half years, I was literally eating a box of Annie's mac and cheese and getting by with like a lot of homemade coffee. And like when I say I was eating a box of Annie's mac and cheese, that lasted me two days. Just to give you perspective. So imagine eating one box of Kraft Dinner for two days and like making it stretch and 
if you're wondering how I was able to do that, I mean, you do wild things whenever you're in that kind of predicament. Um, I would wake up as late as I could because if I'm sleeping, I'm not hungry. But I'm a morning person, so I was up by seven, which was annoying, but I would stay in bed as, as much as I could. And then I would have my first meal around anywhere from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And I would just drink coffee all up until that point because it was an it's an appetite suppressant. And that's what I would do. And yeah, that was a really tough time in my life. But in this tough time, because I had been fired, um, there wasn't much for me to do. And I had already had... Um, a tarot deck, an oracle deck, and crystals and my pendulum and things like that. And I knew that at this point, because I had gone through a very, very, very big part of my awakening at this point, I was undergoing my activation phase. So by this point, I had already gone through a very big amount of deep, 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 deep healing. And I was learning how to now navigate in the like, earth realm with everything that I knew all the insight that I had received I was learning how to adapt how to live a fifth dimensional life and a third dimensional social construct and planet and at this point keep in mind like people were not openly talking about the awakening um it was it was a lot of a more niche thing that was happening um And so during this time, I was manifesting a lot. And so this was the first thing that I did that ended up um, co-creating my dream life. And so I would sit in my apartment on my laptop. And at this time, I was like, you know, really practicing with learning my cards and like learning my intuition and using it and working with it. And... I would sit there and amongst other things that I was doing, like writing my book, journaling, meditating, I would create these vision boards. And I often used Urban Outfitters because at the time, to be able to afford anything on Urban Outfitters, because let's be real, it is ridiculously priced. I still can't justify some of the stuff and how it's priced on Urban Outfitters. But at the time... I was like, wow, what a dream it would be to be able to afford these floral bed sheets. And I'm like getting emotional, even just like reflecting on it because those bed sheets are currently on my bed right now. <laughs> I remember staring at those bed sheets every day and I would create these vision boards and I would sketch out different layouts of apartments that I wanted and I would make these lists of, okay, my dream apartment is going to have light floors, big windows. I can see the sunset from it. Um, It has an in-washer, in-unit washer and dryer. It has a dishwasher. It has light countertops and light cabinets, and it's spacious, and it's a one-bedroom. I didn't want to just live in a studio. I had done that before, and for when, when you struggle with mental health, like I did at the time, living in a studio is it's very tempting to just stay in bed all day, which is like not healthy. Um, so I would create these vision boards and I would look on PadMapper and Apartment Find and just scope out all of these incredible apartments. I knew I couldn't afford them and I had no idea how I was ever going to. But 
I just kept doing it. I kept the vision. I had this feeling in my gut like it's all working out. The life I want to live, it's all working out. I have no idea what's next. I have no idea what's coming, but it's going to work out. And sure enough, it did because whenever the pandemic hit in March of 2020, I was um, awaiting travel to go train for what would have been my career as a flight attendant with a major Canadian airline. And that couldn't happen because they couldn't host in-class training um, with everything that was going on. And they didn't really know when we would be able to go back to class. And to be quite honest with you, I don't even know when they went back because I never ended up getting the phone call that they we're back into it. Um, and I think that was the divine kind of, you know, I think that was divine intervention because what ended up happening was in March of 2020, I started pulling cards for other people. I was doing it on Instagram lives. I was showing up kind of like out of the broom closet, as some people in the spiritual community will say, you know, you're coming out of the broom closet. I ended up launching stories, Instagram stories on my um, Instagram, obviously, (laughs) saying, hey, like X amount of dollars for a tarot card reading. And the first, I remember the first couple of days where I posted those stories of like available at this time, available at this time, I sold out for three weeks straight before I even had my first paying client. It was wild to me. I sold out for three weeks and I just kind of remember sitting with myself again being like, what the fuck? Okay, people are interested. Surely though, with tarot card readings, you don't want to get tarot card readings done too often because things don't really progress too much within a month or three months. So if you're going to get a tarot card reading, it's good to get it like truthfully now what I would recommend is every six to 12 months um get like a a decent scope of what you're about to experience and like what cycles you need to be aware of that are playing out but anything more than that is um extremely unhealthy and we'll get into that whenever we talk about like spirituality ethics and like daily tarot card readings and things like that that are happening on social media and like kind of how to work around that But there came a point in the summer where my clients were so, so, so in love with the tarot card readings. They were like, how can I see you every week? Like this was so much more than just a tarot card reading. Like this, this wasn't just a reading. Like this was so much more. How can I see you every week? And I said, I'm not really sure, but let me figure something out for you. And that ended up being my coaching programs. But in this process, the entire time from when I was homeless and couldn't afford food, I had this visualizing. And in that time period as well, I aligned and changed my frequency within myself to match the life that I desired. So in this time, I was being encouraged whenever things were opening up in terms of like jobs and like daycares and things like that. I was being heavily encouraged, um, obviously by my parents and, you know, pretty well everyone around me to get a job. But I was making a really solid income off of my tarot card readings and I didn't feel aligned with being a nanny anymore. It's something I had done for years and I'm really good at working with kids, but I don't want to say this in like a bad way, but I could care less. Like I 
or I couldn't care less, however the expression goes, like I couldn't care less about spending my day with a kid. Until I have my own little babies, spending a little, like a little bit of time with them, that's great. I love kids. I love, love, love kids. But for that to be my job, I was just really wasn't feeling it. And I was going to these interviews and interviewing these families and I was like, yeah, like this is great and like I'd be so good at this and this would be like a stable income, but like this is not what my soul is telling me to do. And so I kept aligning myself with the opportunity that I wanted. And the more that I said no to babysitting and aligning myself with opportunities that I wanted, like tarot card reading, the more readings I was recommended for. More clients came my way. And then my coaching programs were done and I had a wait list. I had been working, guys, for four months and I had a wait list for my coaching calls. And this is because... I aligned my energy to what I wanted. I knew that there was something bigger out there for me. I knew that there was something better for me. And I trusted. I maintained the faith. And I kept becoming a better version of myself. I kept aligning myself. I kept doing the inner work too because you have to remember too, (laughs) I had just gone through the worst financial circumstances of my entire life. Like, I was just starting to gain weight again from eating healthy food because I was living at my parents. And that was, that's a journey in and of itself. But I really had to do the inner work of trusting that I wasn't going to end up back in that situation. And then I received an offer to work in Montreal as a medium at one of the crystal shops. And there was something in my intuition that was telling me, nope, do not take this. Do not take it. And I was like, but you've got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Like to my higher self. She's like, keep aligning yourself. No, no. And it's not anything against the crystal shop and the owners. It's that it, it's not the path I was meant to take. And keep in mind, spirit will do that sometimes. They'll like dangle the carrot in front of you. And you have to trust your gut and what your gut is saying. And so... I said no to that and kept, you know, working on my coaching courses and everything like that and like getting my clients ready for enrollment because I was starting that in September and this was mid-July. And at this point, I had to apply the second law of manifestation. So the first law is law of attraction. Keep working on yourself and like align yourself to the vibration of what you want. Trust that you are the person who is willing to accept the life that you want. You have to feel worthy and deserving of the life you want. Second law is the law of assumption. So I had to assume that because my higher self was guiding me to say no to nannying opportunities, to say no to this opportunity at the crystal shop, that there was going to be something bigger and better for me. And there was, but law of assumption is what allowed me to then hold faith and trust that everything I want is coming to me, but on a human level, you don't get to know how you just get to go through it and trust that it's all coming in divine time. And we're going to talk about divine timing, um, in maybe another episode upcoming, just because it's not so much about timing as it is sequence. Um, And I think that's such a cool conversation that we can get really detailed on. But first law, 
law of attraction. That was me healing myself, aligning to the frequency of not settling in my life. Second law, law of assumption. Assuming that what I want is on its way to me, I need to be ready to receive it. And the third law that has made it completely possible, and this is the most important law that a lot of people don't talk about, is the law of detachment. And the law of detachment in manifestation is saying, okay, I've aligned myself to the frequency of being the person who has the life I desire. I assume that because of that, it is on its way to me. I am just allowing myself to receive it in perfect time. Therefore, I'm going to detach from the outcome and whatever happens will happen. If I don't receive it, I'll receive something better. I'll be moved onto a different course that is more aligned to my soul. And I think the law of detachment really gets the human ego in a bit of a fucking frenzy because the ego says, well, if I really want it, why would I let go of it? And it's because the universe on an energetic plane wants to see you stop having fucking control issues. (laughs) And I'm saying this in the tone because I really get it. And it's such a divine feminine thing, a wounded feminine thing to have control issues, to want to control your life and the circumstances in your life. And so I detached and I said, you know what? Worst case scenario, it goes south. I find another job. I reapply with the airline. I become a nanny, is what it is. I'll figure it out. And the minute that I had that thought, everything changed. And I have been successfully working in my business for just over two years now. And so... That is literally how I did it. That is everything I did. I visualized, I practiced becoming the person I wanted to be by pulling tarot when I had literally no clients, no one around me, no job, just me in my apartment and taking care of my friend's cat, no food. I would sit there and I would pull so many different kinds of spreads. I would create vision boards and dream, literally dream of the life that I wanted, the apartment that I wanted, the bed sheets that I wanted, the fucking cutlery that I wanted, guys. I wanted gold cutlery. Yes, I have gold cutlery now. Like, and if you're wondering about the apartment, yes, everything that I had mentioned earlier in in my dream apartment, I have it. Like, I live in it now. And it's the fucking coolest thing. So I had to really work through becoming the version of myself that I knew was ready and deserving of what I wanted. And that that was the daily effort. That was every day waking up and choosing different. Then I just had to assume, right, because of that, I was getting it. And then I detached. And that's the key part. Like, I swear to God, I want to argue that like 50% of your manifestation is the detachment. Um, And I say this from manifesting many things in my life, but the detachment is like the key, the, the gold key that opens the door to your manifestation. And that's how I did it. That is literally how I did it. And that's how you can do it too. So let's talk about how you can apply these three laws to manifesting your dream life. The first thing you need to do is become the version of you that has it. And you're going to say, or your ego is going to say, well, how can I become that person if I don't have it? well, how are you going to become the person? How are you going to get what you want if you don't become the person who has what you want? It it goes both ways. It's like the chicken and the egg, right? So ask yourself, if I was living in my dream career, in my dream city, in my dream home, how would I spend my day? And then spend your day like that. And 
if your if your ego is saying things like I would go on a shopping spree and I would order out every night, that's not that's not actually what you would do. <laughs> that's your ego making a movie out of it, which is fine. Um, but it's not going to get you anywhere. What are your habits like as this person that you want to be in this life? Do they wake up early? Do they sleep in? Do they read books? Um, do they go to the gym or do they go to a yoga studio? What's their favorite smoothie after yoga? What kind of meditation do they like to do? How often do they journal? What are they like in their relationships? What do they bring forth in their connections and their relationships? What do they offer to people in the world? What do they offer humanity? What do they enjoy doing? What do they do for fun? Who is this version of you? What are they like? Get crystal fucking clear on it. And then start showing up as them every day in the little habits, in the way that you eat. Like I'm going to use... Um, Getting your dream body, for example. If you want your dream body, but you don't eat intuitively every day, if you don't fuel your body with nutrients, if you don't move your body every day in whatever way feels intuitively right for you, you're never going to get your goal body. You can't just sit there and think about it. Although, again, meditating is like going to be 50% of this process because it allows you to go through this deep, deep, deep um, shift and transformation in your energetic frequency and in your... in your entire body like it's going to completely change your DNA so that's a really big portion of it but you have to have to have to act like the person you want to be that is that is it that is the law of attraction that is the law of attraction as simply as I can put it I just saw two 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 so you know the divine is like saying yes (laughs) um the second thing is the law of assumption so what are you going to do when you start acting like the version of you who has everything that you want well you then have to assume that everything you want is now becoming magnetized to you the important thing here is that you cannot get impatient because impatience is ego and if you are impatient with your manifestation you have to ask yourself what is not okay or good enough with the life you currently live right let's bring it back to when I was homeless I didn't have a home to call my own I was literally sleeping on someone's like couch metaphorically I was I couldn't pay the rent and at any point if they had said get out of my apartment like I would have lived in a box on Rideau Street like that's just the reality of it and I could have very well said that I don't assume that the life I want is coming because I it's not good enough for me right now my life isn't good enough for me right now I'm hungry I'm tired I'm emaciated I have no energy No, I said, I'm grateful for a roof over my head and to be warm in the middle of fucking winter in Canada. Thank God for that. Thank the universe for this beautiful soul who has helped me out. I'm grateful that I can afford to have Annie's twice a week. That's great. That actually works really well for me. You know what? That's fine. It is what it is. It could be a lot worse. And I found ways to be grateful in the worst fucking circumstances. That's what you have to do. And the reality is, if you're fed, if you're warm, you have a roof over your head and you've got somewhere to sleep, it could be a lot worse. And this is not where I want to get like all toxic positive because it's allowed to still be traumatizing, whatever you're going through. But you have to look at your situation and then say, okay, this isn't what I want. What do I have control over changing right now in this moment? Again, that's the alignment, the law of attraction portion, right? And for the things that you can't change or can't control in this moment, you have to heal the effect that they're having on you. 
So whenever I was going through all of this back in 2019, I didn't just sit there and like pity myself. I sat there and said, okay, this is extremely uncomfortable. What is all of this showing me? I journaled, I meditated, I worked through my anxieties. I worked through deep fears, deep, deep, deep limiting beliefs that really needed to get cleared out for me to be able to even remotely try and manifest my dream life. And in this, that's the law of assumption. You have to assume that just because your circumstances are one way doesn't mean the circumstance you desire isn't on its way. And you have to, have to, have to hold the faith. You have to trust that everything is coming to you because each moment that you doubt, you're basically acting like a fucking repellent to your manifestation. So hold the faith. And if you're struggling to hold the faith, that's where you have to do the deep ego and what's called shadow work. And you have to go in and figure out, okay, why am I struggling to trust? What pattern in my life is causing me to believe that my life will not get better? It usually comes down to childhood trauma. That's what I've seen in, in humanity, within my clients, within um, you know my own personal experience, everyone that I meet and speak to on these things. That's, that's what it is. It's something that comes from childhood, whether it's direct or indirect. It can even be ancestrally passed down to you in your genetic coding. And once you get into that vibration of faith of like, okay, I'm okay with where I'm at because it's teaching me something and it's allowing me to grow and become better. I'm trusting that the better that I am desiring is also on its way to me. I'm, I'm matching it and it's going gonna, it's gonna to show up for me here. And then you have to detach and get so comfortable with where you currently are. Basically that if this is all that you get out of life, you can make yourself happy. Because the one thing that you'll learn in any manifestation process and in any part of your awakening is that if you're unhappy now in a shit situation, you're still going to find ways to be unhappy in your most desired situation. I say this from experience. There has been many times in the last year and a half when I moved to Montreal, it's been almost a year and a half. And even in the year that I've been living in my dream apartment, there have been several times where I've had to check myself and be like, why are you complaining? Why are you upset to my ego? And I've had to work through it and be like, no, this is good. This is so good. This is everything that I prayed for a year and a half ago, two years ago. It's everything that I fucking prayed for. So you have to remember that, especially when you get your manifestation, because if you're not happy where you are, you will not be happy where you're headed. And that's what spirit wants you to change. That's what your higher self wants you to change is if you can be happy now with everything that you have. Gratitude is the single most attractive emotion and frequency that you can put out that will attract your other manifestations and desires. And that's where the detachment comes in, right? Because if you're happy, completely fulfilled on your own and you can make the best out of this situation that you're in and you can heal deeply through it and break through all those limiting beliefs and break through your ego and transcend your wounded ego and become that higher version of you that is so at peace with everything that is currently being provided to you for you, then you're going to say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay if this is it, but I know, I know there's more for me. And in that knowing is where you trust and you detach and then you receive. Because when you trust, align, and detach, you will get everything that you have ever asked for. I 
literally can promise you that. You're the only person who can stand in the way of your manifestations. So if you're manifesting love, how much do you love yourself? Do you love yourself unconditionally? If the answer is anything but a strong fuck yes, you need to work on yourself because you're not going to attract the love that you want if you don't fully love yourself unconditionally. Like every part of you, every role, every speck of cellulite, every piece of acne, every gray hair on your head. If you don't love every single thing and you're not absolutely in love with yourself, you're going to attract a person who is going to match you vibrationally. And so the love that you're looking for cannot be found outside of yourself first it has to be first found within yourself it's the same with money you want to you want to manifest money well what do you believe about money do you believe that money is hard to get do you believe that money is evil do you believe that only a select few people are successful in life if you said yes to any of those things you need to work on your your money mindset because that's going to block you from being able to manifest more money You need to believe that money is just an energetic frequency because that's all it is. And you also need to work on having self-worth because why are you less deserving of big sums of money than anyone else on this planet? That's the only difference. That mindset, that belief of worth and of how easy it is to attract money. You can do crazy things when you manifest. I remember before I even understood what manifesting was, I remember at the very beginning of my university career, um, in my first year of university, I would go to bed every night dreaming about winning the lottery. Every, every, every night. And the following year, (laughs) I ended up getting a pretty large four-figure check from the government of Canada just because. Just because, for my schooling, just because. No, it wasn't OSAP. No, it wasn't a loan. No, it wasn't uh, a scholarship. It was something else. I had no idea that I was getting it. It was like over $4,000. And I was like, hmm, nine months of going to bed thinking about the lottery. Bingo, cha-ching. Weird things can happen. Weird, weird things can happen. You find money on the street. You go through your suitcase that you, you know, you didn't unpack from a year and a half ago. You find 150 bucks. You know, it's just, it's wild things like that. So you have to really, I can't stress it enough. You really have to work on yourself and break through all of those ego barriers and limiting beliefs and those wounds that you have. And I say that because people think that, you know, and yes, you can have little manifestations. You can definitely manifest little things without doing deep healing, like a parking spot or, you know, a space at the cafe. But to manifest the big life changes that are really going to have an impact on your lifestyle and living your soul purpose, your dream life, your dream career, you have to do the the inner child healing and the shadow work. Um, it, it's It's basically the way that I can equate it to you is think of, um, think of having a glass of water, okay? You filled up a glass of water a week ago. So naturally, the, the water is looking kind of stale, maybe a little bit fuzzy, depending where you left the cup. And the cup is your life, and the water is your, your circumstances, your life experiences. And you say to the universe, I want new water. So you want a new manifestation. You want a new experience. The universe says, okay, get rid of the water you have. Well, no, I can't get rid of the water I have because 
because I need water. I need a life experience. I need this manifestation. I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. The key to manifestation is you got to empty out the water that you currently have, aka your energetic debris, energetic clutter. So your wounds, your limiting beliefs, your lack of self-worth, your lack of self-love. You got to dump out that old water, start anew, empty your cup energetically on an internal level, and let the universe refill you with new, fresh spring water. That's what it's all about. If you don't change your inner self, you're not going to change your outer self. And your outer self will not help you change your inner self. I'm telling you right now. I cannot stress that enough either. <laughs> like, if you're not happy with where you are, because it's literally in your mind, everything is perception. You can choose to look at circumstances half empty, a glass half empty or a glass half full. I'm going to keep using these glass examples. Um, but you can, you get to choose how you view your circumstances, the shittiest of circumstances. And you get to choose to change what you can control in every single moment. If you don't like having a conversation with a certain person, stop having a conversation with a certain person. You don't owe them anything. Do it respectfully, albeit, but you don't owe them shit. You, you're tired of being in the relationship that you're in? Leave the relationship. There is literally no one stopping you but you. I'm going to add a disclaimer here. I, I don't mean that if you're in an abusive relationship. It's a little bit different. So don't take me out of context here. Um, but you, you guys get what I mean for the most part. I promise you when you work on yourself and when you shift yourself so, so much on an internal level, your natural the natural reaction of the universe is to then affect your physical world. The inner creates the outer, not the other way around. The ego likes to believe it's the other way around, but it's really not. It's the inner that creates the outer. And it's a quantum physics thing. It's literally science. <laughs> um, so I hope that that helps you guys kind of understand how manifestation works, how you can use the three different laws of attraction, the law of assumption and the law of detachment to help you in this process but always remember that it is all within you you have to change you and I'm reading a quote that's on my wall and it says it's already yours from the universe so it's already yours you just have to act like it's already here and be that person heal more I can't stress that enough I don't know why I keep saying that I think someone really needs to hear it um I find when I repeat things a lot, it's spirit trying to get a point across to one or a few people. So you have to keep healing and work every day to become a more healed and soulful version of yourself. And through that, you're going to discover your purpose. The only way that you can discover your soul's purpose is if you understand what you've been through that has hurt you. And you might ask, well, why is that? Because oftentimes your purpose has a lot to do with what you didn't receive growing up or a solution that you desired growing up and you end up finding what the solution is and providing it to others. So that's why healing in the awakening is so important, especially in manifestation. And if you're kind of in that process and you want to learn more then you'll definitely want to get tickets to my masterclass that I'm hosting on May 8th. It's a three-hour retreat-style masterclass. We're going to talk about why you're human, what your purpose is here, and I'm going to be setting you guys up with some journal prompts and 
meditation experiences in in the um, master class to help you kind of break through those ego barriers and really figure out um, how you're in your own way and how to figure out why you came to the planet. So it's definitely going to be um, on the very spiritual side of things and I'm very excited for that but it's all it's all intertwined. Figure out you know why you're hurting, how you're blocking yourself, figure out why you're here and then manifest the shit out of your life. That's literally that's that's the best steps to take. <laughs> um, and that's how I did it. You know, I think there's um, sometimes a misconception of, oh, it must have been so easy for her. It was anything but that. And I saw Phil Goodlife say this on his Instagram reels the other day, who was basically like, your spiritual guides in this world and in this collective are your spiritual guides because they've been through hell and back multiple fucking times. They've been through the worst shit and they've come out of it and they've transcended it and healed from it. And that's why they get to be your guides. And man, I cannot like exclaim that enough. <laughs> so um, I hope that that helps you understand how I had my process and how you can have yours too. Everything that you want, the universe wants for you too. You just got to break through your own barriers. So hopefully I'll see you in the masterclass and I can help teach you how to do that. And I hope that you learned something in this episode and I will see you in the next one. Have an amazing week, you beautiful divine soul. I love you so much.